number two. If those of you that were with us last week, or we, we got through Jonah chapter 1. Jonah chapter 1, what happened in Jonah 1? God gave him some instructions. He chose uh, to do some things. We talked about his choices and uh, how important it is. Our choices determine where we go. Our, cho- our choices determine what happens in our life. And, and Jonah made, really, to be honest with you, he made some terrible choices in his life at this point. One, he chose to rebel. He chose to disobey, dis, completely disregard God's command. Completely disregard. So he chose to rebel. Not only did he chose to, he chose to rebel, but he chose to run. He chose to run in the opposite direction of God. The Bible says that he fled from the presence of God. He ran from the presence of God. And then number three, he chose to refuse. What does that mean? He chose to completely refuse God's command. God told him, he said, hey, God gave him multiple chances. In the boat, he had chance to get right. He had, he had chance to get right in the boat. God still was giving him a chance to get, to get things right. Now, he stood before the, the men in the boat. He still had his chance to get right, and he still refused. And you go all the way down through this text, Jonah refused to do anything but, but, oh, but to disobey God. And that's where we ended last week, Jonah refusing, Jonah rebelling, Jonah running. But let's look today on Jonah's choices on something that took place and caused something great to take place. So Jonah 2, you've got your Bibles open there. Let's all stand, if you will, just out of respect to reading God's Word. Jonah 2, <laughs> we're going to read the whole, whole chapter. We're going to read just about the whole chapter here. And <clears throat> so I'm going to be real quick as we read. Then, then Jonah... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. We'll do. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. Miss Ann um, is is not been not been doing well. She got put in the hospital on Friday evening. And uh, so just be praying for Miss Ann. She was real weak. She fainted at the doctor's office, and they took her to the, took her to the hospital. And uh, just be praying for her. Miss Ann, we'll have a moment of prayer, and uh, then we'll read our scripture, okay? Dear Lord, I thank you for allowing us to meet together this morning. I know that uh, we come on the behalf of Miss Ann Kendrick. I pray that you would work in uh, her life. I pray that you'd help give her the strength. I know that uh, she's got multiple things going on. Uh, with uh, she has AFib, she has COPD, she has uh, Lord uh, things going on. I pray that you would work. I pray that you would heal her. I pray that you would uh, you'd help bring her back. Uh, as far as her being weak, I pray that you'd help give her the strength that she needs. Protect her. Help the family, Lord. Give them the strength that they need, taking care of her. We love you and we thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, we pray. And amen. And amen. Let's read in Jonah 2, and uh, we'll read verse number 1. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord God out of the fish's belly. So verse 17, we stopped there, and God prepared a great fish to swallow him, and now he's praying. And verse number 2, and said, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord, and heard 
and he heard me out of the belly of, of hell, cried I, and thou heardest my voice. For thou hast cast me into the deep of the midst of the sea, and the floods compassed me round me about all thy billows, and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again <coughs> toward thy holy temple, and the waters compassed me about even to the soul, and the depth closed me round about. And the weeds were wrapped around my head, and I went down to the bottoms of the mountains, and the earth were, with her bars uh, was, about, was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto me unto thee into thy holy temple, that, that they that observe lying vanities forsake thine own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Jonah prays this prayer. I need help. I'm in somewhere I should never be. And he prays. Verse number 9, he says, I will pay that that I have vowed. And when he tells the Lord that, verse number 10 takes place. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. So now we're here. We're going to go through chapter number 2, <coughs> his choices. We have three, maybe four choices we're going to get to today. I don't know how much time we have because we do have to be done at a certain time because the Chiefs play at 12. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so thank you so much for standing. You may be seated. Thank you. Jonah made some... Ter terrible choices leading up to this rebelling and running and, and refusing, but he all of a sudden begins to make the best choice that he can make. Number one, he chooses to recognize. He chooses to recognize. What do you mean by that, Brother Trenton? I mean this. In verse number two, the Bible says, Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. He was at the lowest point of his life that he could have ever been. Uh, in his mind, I believe, in my mind, I'm saying uh, uh, Jonah maybe even thought that he was going to die. I mean, I've been swallowed by a whale. There is no way out. I, I'm going to die. The stomach is going to, I mean, I'm in the stomach acid, and it's going to eat me up, and it's going to kill me. That's what's going to take place. Uh, there is no way out. I can't climb back up. Uh, up the tongue and get back out his mouth. He's not going to open it at the right time. I don't know how deep the well is underwater or how, big, how deep the fish is underwater. I don't know what's going to take place. And so he begins to confess. I believe what he thought was going to be his deathbed confession. He was done. It was over. He was going to die. But he recognized where he was at. And I, I'm, I'm going to say this, as a Christian, you will never, you will never, ever, ever make the right decision until you recognize who you are. Who are you? 
You're, hey, look, Jonah would have never got on his face and begin to pray and begin to weep and begin to cry from the fish's belly had he not recognized where he was at and what was going to take place if he didn't turn around. People that live their life for themselves, people that live their life for whatever it is, at some point they've got to wake up and say, wow, man, is there anywhere else I could go? No, I'm at the lowest point in my life. I have to recognize that I'm wrong and recognize that God is my only help. Because Jonah couldn't lean to anybody else. He didn't start praying to anybody else. He started praying to the only person who could hear him, to the only person who could answer him was God. And you will never make a change. You'll never make a change until you recognize that you need to make a change. Where are you at? I'm not in the fish's belly. But there are people who love to live in the fish's belly. They're okay with living in the fish's belly. They're okay with, with go, going week to week and day to day and don't even know where they're going to be at next. I don't want that. Jonah had no idea if he would live to see tomorrow. His situation was scarce. His situation was dire. <coughs> but he said, no, 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 I don't want that. I have to recognize where I'm at. But I will say this too. You don't have to be in the fish's belly to understand that you need God's help. You, you are right here in church. It's the best place for you to be on a Sunday morning. Look, and you need to recognize that you need God's help. Because I don't care who you are. I don't care how big you are. I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care how long you've been in church. You can't do all things by yourself. Bible says I can do all things through Christ not through who me not through what I am and not through what I've accomplished and not through my uh, who my parents are and not because I was raised in church and that's not why I can do all things through Christ the only reason I can do all things through Christ is because I recognize that I need his help the only way that I can live right the only way that I can do right the only way that I can be right is his help not me. It doesn't matter how strong I am. It doesn't matter how much time I, I spend on my life and trying to upgrade what I've done and me, 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 me. No, no, no. You have to rely on him. But until you realize that you need his help, you won't ever ask for it. I don't like, sometimes, I don't like to ask for help. I like to try to handle things on my own. Anybody else like that? I got this. I'll handle it. But sometimes in life, do you know what you need to say? I can't handle it. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to go. I, I don't know where to go. Hey, that when you hit rock bottom, guess what the only place is to go? Is up. Can't go any further down. But you can stay on rock bottom. And you'll stay on rock bottom until you recognize that you need something different. Years ago, I used to, we had an opportunity to preach in the jail. And I loved being able to preach in the jail to these guys that were in there for whatever it was. Some of them were federal, some of them were uh, county guys. But God gave an opportunity for me to preach. And some of the greatest times preaching were to these men. Do you know why? Because they were at rock bottom. They didn't have anywhere else to go. They didn't have anywhere else to go but up. And you know what? As a preacher and as a Christian, look, I don't want to be at rock bottom. But look, if I ever get there, the only way for me to go is up. 
And if you're a Christian and you're at rock bottom this morning, the only way that you need to get, the only, way, only place that you need to go is up. You need to recognize, hey, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be in the fish's belly anymore. I need to go up. And before you can have revival and before you can have repentance and before you can have those things in your life, you have to recognize that he is the only help that you have. You can't cling to anybody else. You might be able to call your mama or you might be able to call you, your family and they might be able to help you out physically, uh, financially and things of that nature, but the only thing that's going to help you is God. You need to recognize that. Not only did he recognize that, but he chose to, re he chose to remember something. Look in verse number 7. The Bible says, <laughs> When my soul fainted within me, I remembered who? I remembered the Lord. What did he remember about the Lord? Do you know what he remembered about the Lord? Do you remember last week? Or maybe it was last week or the week before. I read a scripture. The Bible says that everything that he doeth is good. Everything that he doeth is wondrous. Look, there are times in your life when it may look like all hell's breaking loose. Look, and you don't know where to go and you don't know what you're going to do. And you don't, hey, look, I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm at the lowest point of my life. You know what you need to do is remember he, him, him, remember him. You say, what do I need to remember? I need to remember the good things that God has done for me. I want you to start. Go home and, re and remember all the good things that you've seen God do and start writing those down and remember every time you get down and every time you feel like you need to give up and every time you feel like you just don't know what to do, you pick up that list and you remember everything good God has done for you. Jonah looked back on his life and he remembered what God had done. He remembered how he was a prophet. He remembered that God had provided his message. He remembered that God had provided for him when he was out in the desert and how God provided him a place to stay and how God provided his food and how God provided him a home, how God provided him a bed, how God provided him a clothes, how God provided him some shoes. He remembered those things. There's time in our life right now we need to remember what God's done for us. And know this, that he's the only one that can give us those things. Look, you can have all the money in the world, and that's not going to make you happy. You can have all the things in the world, but that's not going to make you happy. The only fulfillment you're going to find this morning at church, the only fulfillment you're going to find at home is what God has done for you and remembering those things. In Proverbs, the Bible says to remove not the ancient landmarks. What does that mean? I'm not supposed to remove the things that took place when when the Bible says that they came across the Red Sea, I don't know if you remember this or not, but they came across the Red Sea. God told them to do something so they'd always remember what God had done for them. He said, build something right here because the next time you walk by this Red Sea and you're down and out and you're discouraged and you don't know what to do and you don't remember what day it is and you don't even know where you're at and you don't even know what's going on, you can walk by the Red Sea and remember that that's where God crossed the Red Sea with you. 
Because there's going to be a day, and maybe it has been, maybe there is a day today, maybe there has been in the past month, you're discouraged, you're down and out, you don't know what to do. You're at, you feel like you're at the bottom. You need to look back and remember what God has done. Jonah says, look, I remember. I remember what God's done. I've seen God do some good things. I've seen God bring me through some things that were rough. And I didn't know what we were going to do. But God brought us through every single time. And I need to remember those things. Not only do I need to remember his choice to recognize, his choice to remember, but do you know what else he remembered? Do you know what else he, he made a choice to do? He made the best choice he could have made is to repent. To repent. Jonah looked last week how he rebelled and how he ran and how he refused God. No, I'm not doing it. And this week he remembered. This week, this week, my notes are turning. This week he recognized. And this week he said, look, I need to repent. You will never repent. You'll never get things right until you recognize where you're at, until you remember what God has done. The Bible says in 1 John chapter number 1 and verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What does that mean? You know what that means, guys? You know what that means, Christians? That every time, Every time that you mess up and every time you make a mistake and every time you go to God and say, hey, God, would you forgive me? Guess what he's going to do? Up, oh, you're forgiven. Up, oh, you're forgiven. We were talking about that in Sunday school. Look, I have trouble forgiving someone who's done me wrong. But you know what, the, you know what happens when, when uh, just for sake of illustration in Luke chapter 15 uh, when the prodigal son wasted all that he had he come around that corner he looked at his daddy and he took off running and he grabbed his daddy's neck and he said daddy forgive me and the moment that he said daddy forgive me guess what that daddy did he forgave him and he gave him a new roof and a new ring and new shoes and new new house he immediately restored him to what he is look every time you fail God every time you make a mistake you know that you can Run to God and repent, and he will forgive you. Even if you don't deserve it. Even if you've done something terribly wrong and most people would frown on, he'll forgive you. He will. Not me, but God will. I can't, I can't, give, you, I can't, give, you, I can't give you forgiveness of sins. Only God can. He came to God and he said, look, listen to what he says in verse number 9. <coughs> but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving, and I will pay that that I have vowed. Do you know what he just did? He repented. He said, God, I'm sorry I ran. God, I'm sorry I refused. God, I'm sorry that I rebelled. But I'm telling you, God, right now, I'll do what I said I will do. And I'll go. Because he repented, 
God allowed Nineveh to get the word. But here it is. You and I can make this choice. You and I can make choices all day long. We'll make choices every day. And your choice will affect every person that you are around. Guess what? My, my choice will affect people that I'm around. But I'm telling you, Christian, you need to repent. You say, what of? I don't know. Look, if there's something in my life that's wrong, I need to repent. The Bible says in Psalms, that if I regard iniquity in my heart, that God will not hear me. What does that mean? That means if I set on my sin and, and live in my sin and I'm okay with my sin and I don't ever repent of my sin, guess what? God can't hear me. God won't listen to me. I don't know who it is and I don't know what it is, Christian, today, but maybe there's something in your way, something in your, in your life that you need to repent of. I'm, I'm tired of this doubt. I'm tired of this fear. I'm tired of this sin that, that's in my life. I need to get it out. That's you today. Repent. Because when the Bible says, he says in John, I already quoted it. We read, I, I said it. If we, there's a condition. God will forgive us of every sin we've ever committed. But there has to be something that's done. And that's you opening your mouth and asking God to forgive you. You make a choice. You and I make a choice. When Jonah made a choice, God blessed him. What happened? Verse 10 happened of chapter 2. And the, and the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah. You say, well, that's not a blessing. <clears throat> there were only two ways that Jonah was coming out of that belly. And I'm not trying to be gross this morning. And he vomited him out. And he landed on that dirt. And he was covered in seaweed because you'll read in this chapter that his, there was seaweed, seaweed wrapped around his head. And there were things on, on him as far as stomach acid and maybe even dead fish bones that were stuck in a pocket. I don't know. And the things that he had on him. But he got up out of that ground and, and God spit him out of that fish's belly. And he got on that ground and he took off and run him in the right direction. And he said, I'm going to do what God told me to do. He made, he made his last choice and that was to return. To return to what? To return to what God had told him to do. In verse number, verse number 3, in verse uh, chapter 3, he says, So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Do you know what he did? He got up and he went back to where he should have been. Hey, I'm telling you, there's not going to be a refusal. There's not going to be a return. I don't know. God's not going to stop you and say, Nope, you've done too bad. You've went too far. You've gone too low. You've gone too way back. There's not going to, God's not going to refuse you when you come to him. He's not. That's the greatest thing about God. No matter how far you go, no matter how far you, how, no matter how low you get, God's not going to stand here and go, Nope, can't have you back. Nope. You went too far. Jonah ran to God and repented. And God said, come on. Come on. Christian, have you been refusing? Have you been rebelling? Have you been running? It's time to remember. It's a time to repent right now so you can return to God. You make the choice right now. You make that choice today. What will you do? Return or still run and still rebel? Repent or run? Get things right. Look, 
And also this, know this, guys. Hey, Christian. When he got up off that dirt, there wasn't some older Christian sitting over there on some pew saying, well, well, do you see the way he's dressed? Do you see what he smells like? There wasn't none of that going on. Because that had that old, old spicy Christian that's been, well, do you see the way he's dressed? Well, hey, I'm glad he wasn't there. Jonah didn't have that. Jonah got up. He said, I'm dirty. I'm filthy. But I know I need to go somewhere. And I know the only one that will return me and, 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 and uh, return to me, return where I need to be, is God. So there it is. What's your choice? What's your choice this morning? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, <coughs> I thank you for today. I thank you.